What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com at EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, HAM in the numeral one, and by GetRoman.com slash HAM. Get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. And by SeatGeek, download the app, promo code HAM for $10 off. This is what made my day was I at least got to break the news to John Middlecoff. It's always a good feeling. Like, maybe John's at the gym because I, I just did a, wow, Ramsey. And no response. I'm like, all right, he's busy. This is going to, he, I am, once you didn't respond right away, I knew that that text was going to be the one that broke the news to you. I, I went to hit some golf balls. I'm okay. Like, I haven't touched a golf club in like a month. It was like, I, it was four o'clock. It wasn't much. I didn't have anything to do. I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go hit some golf balls. And then I, I look at my phone. I got like 15 texts and you, I look at yours. Thank and you. And I was like, whoa. And I had texted someone in the league earlier in the day when Marcus Peters got traded. I'm like, you think something crazy is going to happen? And they're like, no. And this is not something like they just would say yes or no. They're like, I don't think so. And then so when that happens, and then I think your next tweet was like two first rounders. I was like, whoa. Because they were adamant. Like, first, it takes two to tango. Then if you are going to trade them two first rounders. But wouldn't you say the craziest part is the most awesome part about putting your phone, turning it off, stepping away from it. And I spend an ungodly amount of time with it connected to me, texting, tweeting, reading, just wasting time. You should go two-way radio. I fully admit that. When you, first when you see the the name, right, you're like, Ramsey got traded. And then your first reaction is, to who? You know, because I, I didn't feel, there wasn't like, yeah, that's right. when Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers, you're like, you, we, it was inevitable for a while. Like, that's what, didn't that what make Kawhi to the Clippers so great? It's like, they just got Paul fucking George, too? So when you said the Rams, th- that to me was pretty shocking. Like, the Rams? Because wouldn't you say, maybe once Marcus Peters gets dealt earlier in the day, you start going, something's weird. But then you go, well, I can see why they're not really liking him. It, it, we, we've been talking a lot about he, he as many plays he makes, he gives up double. It was kind of understandable. It wasn't... Jalen Rand, it wasn't like they just traded fucking Aaron Donald or something, right? 
So when you say the Rams traded for him, that was a pretty big, holy shit. Now, when you look at the Rams' history, they've been pretty consistent. They took a big swing for Brandon Cooks. They took a big swing for Jared Goff. Remember last year the story came out? They fucking traded for Khalil Mack. The Sammy, Wa- sto- Sammy Watkins? That Sammy Watkins. I read a story yesterday that if Khalil Mack had played last year, they would have been, they wanted him. Like they would have this would have just been the move for Khalil Mack. Like they were prepared. Like they just take Well, the Raiders should have done that trade then. But they would have had to I'm saying wait a year. Oh, oh, oh. You know. So like if cuz they didn't really have the capital cuz they had just used one on Cooks. They if you would have waited if you would have played last season on the Raiders and then they would have traded him this year they would have been equipped to do it. So my first reaction was holy shit, little reckless, and then I keep going back a little like the Steelers, but they're a better version of the Steelers. I kind of appreciate it, guy. Uh, like I I am so jealous of like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Like I, I wish the Giants operated like that, and it doesn't always work. But I appreciate teams that truly don't give a fuck. That their number one goal, like the goal behind this, right, is to win and try to put ourselves in the best position to get back to the playoffs and then win in the playoffs. And I'd say this, as a fan of the league, and I I don't know if there are that many Rams fans, but if I was a Rams fan, I'd be like, I like the way these motherfuckers operate. Now, we can dive into some of the other, like, why it gets complicated, but I just think on the surface, and I do think it's reckless, but I appreciate the reckless nature of this franchise. It yeah. actually makes our job more interesting, right? Because they're the Niners division. It's, it's fun. Also, I think just from an organization's philosophy, if you just keep chasing money with money, if, if you can afford to keep chasing money with money, so to speak, right? Then you, if you can keep it up, you can keep it up. You're saying their problem is not money in escrow? That's correct. I'm saying if they're just going to always operate this way, well, they'll just find a way to... Get somebody else's pick for I don't know if they're just always going to be wheeling and dealing, which means they'll get somebody else's pick the way Howie Roseman does it. Although Howie's Howie does more um, in terms of acquiring picks, but they've only and really Howie's only done like the golf trade where he really just went all of his chips in. Yeah, like to me, trading one first rounder for a player. But I just would you be- say that's would you say that's crazy? No, no just in general, no, not really, right. But I'd say even like trading a third for Golden it, Tate it's, when it's his contract's bo- expiring. I just yeah. mean all those things. Yeah, 100%. Like this goes back to, and you, you said it to me, and we've talked about it before, but this was part of your immediate text back to me about Jalen Ramsey. It was, hey, Stan, like Stan Kroenke is going into a new stadium in Los Angeles. The one thing you would say about the Rams is they don't, go, they don't just like go all in on guys that aren't stars or they don't think. Like they traded for Sammy Watkins. They moved on from Sammy Watkins, but he was people knew who the hell Sammy Watkins was. Like you, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna just go all in on guys, well, you went all in on Jalen Ramsey. He might, he's the closest thing to Deion Sanders we got in the NFL right now. So think how many, think how many billboard guys they have: their coach, their quarterback, and Donald and Ramsey. I mean, they, they could have like four different billboards all over the place. Like they got billboard guys. So from a business standpoint, because I saw a lot of people tweeting, like, yeah, it's you, fuck yeah, they did this for you know next year and selling seats. That's L.A. This California, and we're like this too, a little bit up north. It's a little, I would say, probably more sports normal up here. But there's just, we're a little bit of a front runner culture out here. If you suck and slash not relevant, you'll be the Raiders. We suffer, and this isn't, I'm not talking about right now. I'm talking about when you and I were in college. And then when we got out of college, they were blacked out all the time. There's, the reason Greg Papa became such a big deal 
was because the only place you could find the Raiders was the was the radio. You know, he was the voice of them because they were not on television. Like, if you're uninteresting, we, we saw the Chargers game last year or last week. It was all Steeler fans. And the quotes from the – and I get it's a little different, right? The Chargers, not welcome in L.A., but still, it's football. And down there in a market where they haven't been in a while, you really got to make yourself present. Coward had a good line today. He's like, it's not just, yeah, they've been winning the last two years, but the first sign of like, ah, oh, they're not that good – the fucking Niners fans sold the place out. It, it changes so fast. I would say like the Lakers and Dodgers, wouldn't you say for the most part, are grandfathered in down there at just a higher level? Mm-hmm. They've been winning for so long. Their fan base is enormous. If a guy like me or you had, let's say, Haberman had gone to UCLA and you had just stayed down in LA and you had basically been there now for like you know 18 years or whatever, you would have just, because it's the way it naturally gets, you just would keep a close eye like the Lakers and Dodgers. They're just a big part of the community. Like when I lived in Philly, I was texting someone the other day, I watched all the Phillies games. Now granted, they were good at the time, but it was just what you did when you lived in the town. You know? Down there, like I think the Rams, that's what makes the Rams and the Chargers kind of unique. They're new to the space. They're new to, it's one thing to get, like I've seen a lot of Cowboy games over the years or a lot of Patriot games. But it's another thing to watch every one of their games, right? Like, if you live in Boston, you watch, you know your team, so you watch every snap. Like, we watch every snap of the Niners. Because every game. And up until, like, I don't know if it changes next year. Like, we've seen every snap of the Raiders. I follow those teams on a completely different level than all the other teams. Because I, I don't miss a press conference. When you kind of live in it, and now they're fighting for that real estate, I get it. So it's, like, I, I think it's, I don't think it's just less kind of wheeling and dealing. I think it's kind of promoted from the top. Like mm-hmm. I, I would imagine Stan's pushing from it or just like always like, hey, let's lean aggressive, lean aggressive. Kevin D, they love that shit. Look, that's how the Lakers, because also if you just look at it like who you, the star is of your town, the Lakers are, you know, one of the biggest brands in the world. That's kind of been their philosophy for the last like 50 years, right? And it works. So if you just, if you were going to copy one team, now, in, like Howie would tell you, well, I'm going to copy some of the Lakers, but I'm also going to do some of like the way the Dodgers are thinking. Like you want to, because I want to sustain winning. You know, that's that's what makes it a little more complicated in football. So I think from a business perspective, makes one million. It's the easiest trade they'll ever make. It's kind of like Khalil Mack because it was really expensive and it's going to cost a lot of money. Now, from a football perspective, that's where I got it red flagged because I think it becomes immediately a little complicated, guy. Despite it, him being an uh, unreal player, you're saying like, does he? You do you do a deal like this if you think it wins you the Super Bowl? Does this win? Or you're just talking that, like not, big not like even, salary? Not even stuff. that. I, I think that for, for remember what the big conversation was when we assumed that Mark Davis could put money in escrow with Khalil. It was can you have two quote unquote max players? And then I, I think everyone's like, hey, guys, you guys realize that Derek Carr's quote-unquote max is nothing like – he's like $40 million cheaper than these other quarterbacks. His quarterback contract's relatively small. Khalil's getting more money than him, and he did by about $20 million. But that was a conversation, and the answer is simple. Yes, you can. The, the, the St. Louis – I keep – the L.A. Rams are going to have three max players. Jared Goff, who even his max in two years – 110 million, it's not going to go to like 150 million. Like his number's still going to be big. Mm-hmm. Donald, that 90 million or 87 million he got, 
like is Eric Armstead getting like Eric Armstead's going to be like the apple of everyone's free agent eye. He's going to get like fifty million guaranteed. Like that number is going to stay high for multiple years. And then they got Gurley, who makes seventeen and a half, who they're tied to this year and next year. And then they got this guy Brandon Cooks. I had forgotten they extended Brandon Cooks. That's sixteen point eight million. When Those did they? Th- when did they extend him? Two years ago or this? I think it, I think it was last year in the off season or maybe at the end of the season. So I, I, before, okay. After they acquired him, but he had been on the team for a little bit. Yeah. Or maybe they traded him and extended him. I I'd have to go back and look. They got four guys who were on the books for two thousand and twenty for ninety five million dollars. Well, the the salary cap this year is one hundred eighty eight million. Let's say it goes up to two hundred. Let's just say flat to make this easy. That's 47% of their cap in four guys. I'm not counting Jalen Ramsey. I was told this morning, though, that Jalen Ramsey will play on his fifth-year option. But it's like his fifth-year option guy ain't fucking $3 million. I think it's like 15 or 16. Yeah, I want to say it was 13. I'll look I did the math. If you Yeah, it is 13. It's 13.7. If you add his fifth-year option to those four guys, they will be on the hook for $110 million. So even if the number is 200, 200 million, $110 million are in five players. That has to be the biggest number in the league. And I, I would imagine if we dug deep, it might not be close. Like it's it's one thing to have like, listen, if Aaron Rod if you got Aaron Rodgers and Khalil Mack and they account for fifty million dollars on your salary cap, like you'll figure it out. I have a problem not with Ramsey and Donald. It's like as you saw with Goff. You and I are golf guys, but it's pretty clear he needs help. And Gurley, he's just not he just shot physically. And then Cooks, he just not an upper echelon player. No, are you I don't know if you're uh, so he his contract extension was July of 2018. Um So Oh yeah, so they had had what it was now I remember. They had had him in OTAs and they really liked him. They signed him. Remember, it was like McVeigh, and everyone's like, "God, Sean, you're overreacting to OTAs a little much." That's what made that crazy. Well, John, his cap hit—I don't know if you have the spot check. I'm just reading an article from that point in time. At that point in time, it said his cap hit in 2020 would be the biggest of any receiver in 2020 at 22 million dollars. I do think that changed when Julio signed his contract, but still, I mean, that, 20, you know, because yeah. like Julio signed his contract this year, right, right, right. What I what I think is, so now listen, Donald, no one will argue that contract. No brainer, easy to do. That's cross that off. Whatever he's going to make any year, you're fine with. I think you get you dive into. They've been reckless now. Like to me, Jalen's not reckless. It's that your other moves being reckless now inhibit your ability to build around these guys. You want to get Jalen Ramsey on your team, so I. I condone attempting to do that even if it costs a lot of money my issue is with the other two guys cooks and Gurley, and 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 a little with goff listen i get the quarterback markets the quarterback market in what world like if guy haberman's running it and you're you're friends with the agent bruce tolner nice guy when he goes 110 million dollars do you not just go bruce we love this fucking kid we like him a lot we think we can win super bowls with him this number's out of control We'll give you $95 million guaranteed. That's our final fucking offer. If not, we're just going to play out this year. The next year, fifth-year option, we're going to franchise you. We're giving you $95 million. We're not, or let's just say 90. Like, that's, we're giving you elite money. We don't, we, we he, your guy needs help. Do you want your guy to just suck? 
That that's my issue with that contract. Not that they paid him, but just the the level in which the number was a little extreme for my taste. And I like the guy. And I defended him after the quote unquote shit performance on Sunday. I'm like, God, I don't think he had time. And a lot of people were like, Middle Goff, you're being too easy on Goff. You look terrible. And and I rewatched the game yesterday. He didn't look that good. And actually, I think Jimmy, you know, you, I'm telling you, because I had your thought. Every while, I'm like, he made some fucking throws in that game when he was getting peppered. But that was my thought. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I know my thought after the game was just like, oh, he's been kind of okay. Like, I thought, I think he was really good. Like, just making some throws where you're just like, whoa. Like, him versus Goff, like, he was on a, he's in a different world yeah, than Jared yeah. in that game. Well, I will say this, like, the girly thing. You could argue it's reckless, but you would also they just pay, they they paid him though with two years left remaining, and then they just his knee went out. So they there's a, a unlucky there. That's that's exactly they paid a talent. Exactly the talent. word I was going to use because if Gurley was still Todd Gurley, you would put him in the category of Aaron Donald, and it's reasonable to think that Gurley was still going to be Todd Gurley in 2019. When the Cooks is by far the craziest because they paid him after OTAs, where I've been to OTA practice on the team, and you're like. Is this undrafted free agent Ed Reed Jr.? Because <laughs> you just people make plays when you can run in OTAs and Cooks can run, you look fucking unreal. And now looking back, you go, "Well, was he just running by Marcus Peters the whole time?" Because <laughs> I would have met. Because they're like, "God, this guy's smoking Marcus Peters." That's probably what they were thinking. He's just running by twenty-two every play. It's like we got ourselves a star. And <laughs> it turns out, like, yeah, hey, hey, McVay, everyone runs by Marcus. You could argue the the golf thing. Not reckless is the wrong word, but the number, I mean, they paid $2 million for a million-dollar home. Like, the million-dollar home's nice, and he's proven you can win with it, but he can't do it by himself. Like, Wentz, you can make the playoffs with Wentz carrying you. You can't do that with Goff. So this is where I was talking to his agent. I'd be like, listen, I want to go get the Jalen Ramseys, the Aaron Donalds. We're going to go try to trade for a Julio Jones. But if your number's so astronomical high – your guy's going to get a, it's going to look bad and his next contract's going to be ugly. Instead, we can just maintain this, do do like a Tom Brady-ish, not Tom Brady, but just meet us somewhere in the middle. You've seen our track record. Our chips are in the middle of the table for you. We will trade for offensive guys. That that's the other thing that leaves me I tweeted this yesterday. I have no problem maxing out Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and any team would do that, except maybe Mark Davis cuz he can't afford it. But if I have a star quarterback that's not a quote-unquote carrier, I like to, my third max guy to be on offense. Yeah. So I have a Khalil Mack, a Jalen Ramsey, an Aaron Donald, whoever that guy is on defense. But and playing then I what have, position? Well, I mean, whether it's a star tackle, whether it's a star wide receiver. Oh, you'd be okay whether, with it being an offensive lineman? Well, if it's, you know, if it's, you know, Anthony Munoz in his prime, it'd have to be an elite guy. Can I'm not you name somebody any. else, please? Well, there's, I mean, Tyron Smith, or Jason yeah, yeah, Peters. Yeah, okay. There aren't really many guys in the league right now that are that level. I would prefer it to be like Julio or DeAndre Hopkins. And right. I give. Well, that's what I'm getting at is you wouldn't want it to be a running back, probably. No, no. So you'd want I, it to be a receiver or a tight end. And, and Which like, is where and, the Niners have something going for them, but keep going. And they're lucky that it's a tight end because his number, just by the nature of the position, is going to be a lot lower, right? Like, if, if George Kittle was Julio Jones, or I'm just saying if George Kittle was an ex-receiver, yeah, you know, yeah. what would his number be? Would we be talking like, hell, don't you think his number as a tight end is going to be pretty eye-opening? I do. Like, or is anyone going to complain when you're like, hey, do you, do you, yeah, you just see George Kittle got $60 million guaranteed well, or something? Well, he is in the Aaron Donald category of, what are you going to do, let him play for somebody else? 
<laughs> yeah, he's he's staying. But his uh, number's going to be high. You know what Gurley's right? cap hit in 2020 is? Isn't it like $25 million? 25.6. So there, that's where my issue is, is because you go, well, you kind of got this window, in theory, of like Jalen in his prime, Donald in his prime. You got just a young golf. Quarterbacks are a little different. But like you're trying to win this year and next year. And doesn't when you just look at these numbers, how do they win next year? With just their limited, or you're saying when it's I say harder win, next year I, than this year. Well, how do you how do you upgrade? Because people are tweeting at me. Well, you just cut Gurley. Well, you just said it. It's cheaper to keep him and just try to get something out of him than cut him. And then Brandon Cooks by eight would be the, million dollars. Yeah, to me, cutting is not an option. Do you agree with that? Yes. Well, is is Brandon Cooks a sixteen point eight million dollars a tradable player? I don't. I think th- it's fair not to say unless no. you. Yeah, I. Can you? I think yeah. no. So I think it gets back to where they're hurt. Is if Jared Goff is not a top five quarterback? Do you know what his cap hit is, guy? In two thousand nine or twenty? Uh, I have it. It's thirty six million dollars. <laughs> if you're gonna have a thirty six million dollar cap hit. You got to play closer to Mahomes than what we witnessed last week. Even that Mahomes, to me, even right Mahomes, now is you just got to be. You got to be a top five or six guy. Yeah, you got to be playing like Deshaun Watson. Like you got to be dominating, and he is. And that to me, that's got to be elevating cheaper players. You just wouldn't you say the pressure? They need Cooper the Cup pressure to be a star. on the pressure on Goff and the pressure on McVay now are astronomically high. Because I, I know Donald and Aaron, what Aaron Donald and uh, Jalen Ramsey do. They dominate. Can the other two guys dominate? We talked about McVay. Like, come on, Sean. Time for you to get some other pitches. And Jared. And they're, they kind of just go hand in hand. Like, they work together. It's going to be difficult. I think, they, I think it, it actually becomes pretty challenging for them in this year and a half window. Like, if they don't make the playoffs this year, it's pretty devastating. And they told Mike Silver, like, we're in it to win it. We're swinging for the fences, which I which I appreciate. I, yeah, I like that mindset. How about the Jags? Just real quick. How about the Jags getting two first and a fourth, not giving anything up? Which, of course, who would give something up if you're in their position? But just kind of being slow playing it. Oh, did, did somebody involved in a trade like this give something up? Uh, let me think. What the, I I just checked. The Bears have two second round picks this year. How's that possible? Huh? They got Khalil Mack and two second. Did they get rounders? one from the Niners in the? Uh, Trubisky trade? Oh, no. Do you know what it was? It was a pick swap. The Raiders gave him their second oh! round. They got to have Khalil Mack on a pick swap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if, oh, that's right. I forgot it because, no, wait, everybody said that was crazy at the time. Got it. Do you think the – I pick, believe, and I don't, I don't have inside information on this, I don't think they wanted to trade him at all. So them, like, playing, like, they just negotiated. I agree. Well. I, I do. I agree think they that. truly were like, fuck this. This Jalen will pay you. We want you. And I think, in fairness to him, he was just adamant. Like, I don't, I can't look at Tom Coughlin. <laughs> that, that's where I think, because they had a heart to heart with Shad Khan last right. week. When you truly don't want to do something, like, it's always like, I was watching this UFC 30 for 30 last night. It was really good. And one thing that kind of put him on the map was Dana who's just kind of a natural businessman, even though he was just a fight trainer. But his mindset was just, you know, like Tito Ortiz's first fight ever. They offered $50,000. Or one of, like, as Tito, like, became kind of a guy. And Dana was like, we will only take 80. And he hangs up the phone. And Tito looks at him and was like, Dana, 
what if they don't fucking call us back? And Dana was like, fuck, I don't know. I just, I just kind of went with it. <laughs> you know, he's like, I wasn't even, I've just, I just read this in negotiating books. It's what you're supposed to do. And it worked. They called back like 40 minutes later and they got him $8,000 and Tito and Dana started hugging. But it was more just like kind of crazy negotiating. Let's just see if it works. We've all done it. Like you could do it like your wife or whatever. It's, no, it's business, personal. It always works. Sometimes you, someone calls you your bluff, you're screwed. On this one, I think their bluff was real. But it ultimately, when you do bluff, whether you mean it or you don't, when you have the thing that everyone wants, you are in control. So this is a historic haul, right? You get for a non-number one overall draft, for a, for a player in the fourth year of his contract. It's, you couldn't turn it down. Because I get a lot of, I, get, no. I think I got a lot of Eagles fans that follow me. Like, why didn't the Eagles offer this? And I don't know where you stand on this. If the Eagles offered me this offer and the Rams offered me this offer, I'm taking the Rams offer. Just because I'm basing it right. I can't. It's hard for me to look at 2021. There's too much unknown. I just look, where is your first rounder potentially headed this year? And you go, well, the Eagles at, could make the playoffs at 8-8 eight and eight if them and Dallas, like their division stinks. Where the Rams, they easily can miss the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. Just they've already, their division, you just start looking where it's headed. Then our my buddy Do, your buddy, our former producer. I don't know if do you ever produce? Yeah, he did produce mm-hmm. for us. He forwarded me something, or he just texted me like he's a big Jags fan, the only Jags fan I know. Did we get enough? And I'm like, yeah, especially with the Rams going to make the playoffs. And then he's like, well, check the Rams schedule these next three weeks, like the Falcons, Denver. It's actually they could easily be six and three, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, uh, these next several weeks kind of get a little easier for them. But still. If I give you the over-under for the Rams right now at eight and a half, where do you land? Uh, I probably would take the over. Nine, but I, I think I think it's pretty clear. But they still got to. It's going to be eight, nine, not 11 or 12. Right. And, right. and more likely to not make the playoffs than, let's say, the Eagles. Now, I think the question, you the counter would be, if the Niners had had the same offer, would they have taken the Rams offer or the Niners offer? They would have taken the Rams offer. Yeah, it's a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.